Welcome to The Back Porch, a safe space where we can wrestle with our faith and beliefs and real life. I feel like I usually have more questions than answers, and I think that's okay. I'm going to keep on asking my questions, and I'm trying to learn to rest in the hope that truth will eventually catch me. I'm Melinda, and this is my view of life and faith from The Back Porch. So Christmas is two weeks away. (laughs) Yay for Christmas. Uh, I'm excited. I love Christmas, but it's two weeks away. And um, I, it's, I don't, I'm not ready. I don't have um, my house decorated. I told Paul uh, last night or the night before that I feel like our house looks like the Scrooge lives here because There's beautiful lights on the houses all around us, and ours is dark every night. Um, We haven't had time to get a tree or put it up, let alone decorate it. Um, I did find the advent calendar in our storage box, and that is hanging on the wall. So at least we've been able to do that with Monroe. But I'm finding myself, um, like, panicked about it and Every time I think about it, I think, oh, I haven't done that yet, and I haven't done that. And it's like this constant uh, reminder of where I'm failing. And this morning, I was talking to God about that, and this whole idea of Advent, (laughs) um, Advent means literally coming. It's... it's, um, sometime in the middle ages the the way that we celebrate advent was folk has become focused on the coming of jesus at christmas as a baby um but before that the advent or the focus on coming was about the coming the second coming of jesus and there was this uh this tension in the celebration that lasted for weeks that would be looking ahead to his second coming and then also time reflecting on the past when he came the first time, uh, remembering and looking forward. I think that is a, um, kind of like a theme in the Bible. Uh, God's always calling us to, look forward and push forward, but he also says, and remember. So it's this need to do both. Look back, look forward, live in the tension of both. Um, and right now I can tell you that I'm only living in the tension of <laughs> I'm failing at being ready for Christmas. Um, there's this quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer that I love that talks about Advent. And he says, the celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. And when I read that, I'm reminded when I feel like I'm feeling, like I'm failing, not measuring up, um, 
that is the place where I'm best able, able to celebrate the coming of Jesus, where I can remember that he came, humbled himself, gave up his life, was raised from the dead and is in heaven just interceding on my behalf. And that I can look forward to the fact that he's going to finish making all things right in the end. I'm somewhere in the middle of that. And if I already had it all together, I wouldn't need the hope of that future. And so being reminded of my weakness helps me rely on what he has to offer, which is, which is a good thing if we can see it that way. And what I'm, what I'm realizing is as much as I love Christmas, I really do, for some reason, this underlying message is like, keeps popping up to me when I think about the way that we talk about it and celebrate it as it relates to Santa. And I don't call me the Scrooge. I love Santa. I think it's great. It's whatever. But here's the thing that somehow I've never noticed until now with our grandson. All the messages about Santa have to do with whether or not you're going to make it onto the good list or the naughty list. It has to do with whether you've been good or bad. And Santa knows, so you better be careful. And this big, jolly figure is somehow creating an image or giving this message to us and especially our young kids that they have to earn those gifts. And I know we want them to be good. And yes, of course, we want kids on the good list, not the naughty list. But it's a little bit against the way that God tells us we are loved. I believe that we can run to God's lap and his first question is not, have you been good or bad? I don't even know if he asks us, asks a question. I, we would run to his lap and he would say, I love you. I know whether you've been good or bad, but the first thing is I love you and I have gifts for you. It has nothing to do with whether I'm living up to any kind of standard or not. Now, I also know that God rewards in addition, he, he, we will be rewarded for the things that we've done for him. We know that scripture talks about that, but I just mean like being loved by him has nothing to do with whether I've got it together right now. Moving is hard and I'm in this tension of remembering all the great times that we've had here at the farm and looking forward to all the new things that are coming, moving to the Live Love House. I'm in the middle of that. And some days I I navigate that super well and some days not so much. I'm short with people and I'm (laughs) angry about all the things, whatever. And, And I'm not doing that well and it's supposed to be this holly jolly time of year. And I know that you know what I'm talking about. 
whether it's this year or another year, we have all been in a mood during the holiday season when we're supposed to be happy and full of joy and giving gifts to everyone. And instead we're crying and (laughs) frustrated and comparing our house to the neighbor's house and worried that the gift we're getting won't be liked and will they give us the thing we want? Like it just, it loses all of its true meaning when we don't just stop and remember what this is about. When we lived in Guatemala, there was a tradition um, that was practiced there to kind of set up the Christmas season. And it was called El Quema del Diablo, which literally means the burning of the devil. And it actually was about as terrifying as that sounds. But the the whole like premise behind it was that the week leading up to um, this event, which was like on December 7th, um, you took time to clean out your house. It was a representation of... I mean, if you, if you were to really get spiritual with it, I don't, I think just like here, a lot of times we do the tradition without understanding the meaning behind it, but physically you would clean up your house. So you would clean out all the corners and all the places where trash had accumulated or dust had grown, or you'd shove things under the rug for a while. Now it's time to like bring it all out, push it all into a pile in front of your house and then you take a piñata of the devil and you put it on the top and at sunset everyone lit them on fire so it was like a collective burning in the front yard <clears throat> and the whole purpose and meaning behind all this was that it represented that we were taking inventory we were checking our hearts and recognizing where we had forgotten or gotten off track or got caught up in sin or whatever. And we're like cleaning that out, pushing it out, setting fire to it like it's done. And it's not a private thing. It's very public. Everyone's doing it. We're all recognizing in order to be ready for the coming of Jesus, to be prepared, to be anticipating, to have space for him. And while I, I know that, um, many times these traditions lose their meaning when we don't remember, I think about the importance of that quote from Dietrich that says like the best way to celebrate is to recognize how imperfect we are and why we need it. We cannot embrace the gift of Jesus coming, whether that was his first coming or will be his second coming. We cannot receive the gift that that is without saying first collectively, personally, I need it and I forget and I need to stop and remember. 
I mean, it's not that much different than the rhythms that were set up for God's people early on, where annually they would have to pause and remember we are imperfect, sinful people. We need our sins to be forgiven, atoned for, and we would stop and remember and face the truth of who we are, receive the gift of being covered and forgiven, and then move on. And so I think about if we are to lean into this Advent season that only has two weeks left now, if we're doing that in an authentic, um, God-intended way, then the first thing we have to do is remember why this is such a great gift. It's not, it's not about having it all together. It's not about doing it right every day. It's not, all those things are, are good. And it'd be great if that was true, but the But the real um, celebration can come when I say, this is my imperfect, messed up, off track self. And I'm remembering that that's who I am. And I'm so thankful and I'm receiving this gift of Jesus being present, coming to me. I didn't have to get to him. God came to me. He comes to us. He promises he will return to us to make it right. To make us whole, to make us new, to forgive where we've missed the mark, to help us do better at hitting the mark. It's both. So in these moments where I in panicked and I don't know if you're sitting there like that with me it's time to take a deep breath and remember it's not about my lists it's not about what's not checked off on my list it's not about how I'm performing or measuring up I'm comparing to those around me. It's it's me, open, honest, present, available before God, receiving, being filled, restored, carried, sustained every day. We remember the old so that we can have confidence for the new. Not in ourselves, but in how God has carried us. If you have been sitting with me and you listened to our conversation about the bees, I was talking about how those bees just wouldn't leave. They were, they were stubbornly clinging to that old burnt and barren home of theirs. And 
Here's the funny thing, you guys. I sat and talked about that in the morning last week. And in the afternoon, I came back out to the porch to do some work. And um, there was this humming sound. And I eventually realized, what that? what is that? And I looked around and there was that hive of bees sitting in the middle of our yard on the tree branch, like the tree branch is like bowing over to the side. It looked like we had a small monkey hanging out in our tree. Like that's how big it was. And I was like, what? Like um, a couple hours ago, you guys were all content to be in there. And I was talking about you being these stubborn, unwilling to move (laughs) creatures. And now you've, you've moved. I felt like they were mocking me, to be honest. Like, they're right in the middle of the yard, which means now I can't even go in the yard because, like, they're buzzing everywhere. I had to go inside. And I said, that's it. We're good. <laughs> I'm calling a beekeeper. Like, we got to get rid of these things. A friend who had listened to that episode um, reached out and said, hey, my husband knows someone. And so the next day we connected, and uh, he and I were going back and forth, and I was explaining our problem, and he was asking questions. And so... By the time I got back in the afternoon, Monroe was getting ready for his nap and I walked out on the porch to call him and like video show him what I was looking at. And they were gone. And and he says, Oh, I don't I don't think so. Like you probably need to check because this isn't the season for them to find a new home. Like there's no way they would be leaving right now. You, it's, I'm carefully walking all over the yard listening for that humming sound and looking for bees and there's nothing. He says, that's that's crazy. That's super unlikely, but if they're not there, they're not there. And I kid you not, it was like God winked at me and said, your turn. (laughs) Remembering isn't the same as clinging. If I'm clinging to the past, that's different than remembering. Remembering gives us motivation to lean into the future. Clinging keeps us from moving forward. So Advent, this expectation of what's to come, is a combination of remembering in order to fuel me in receiving and moving forward. So in the time that's left to celebrate Advent in preparation for Christmas as the way is how we celebrate now, I'm trying to make a commitment to being honest, showing up present with my real self receiving the gift of forgiveness and love and work. God is working in me. And when he works in us, sometimes the ugly stuff comes to the surface so it can be like scraped off the top. But it's a time to get rid of the stuff that's in the way, bring that up to the top, put it out front, set fire to it like we did to that bee house 
and spread our wings and move forward into what's still to come. So Merry Christmas. <laughs> Join me in celebrating by remembering. Because we've been given a great gift. And yet, there's a greater gift still to come. Those are my thoughts today on life and faith from the back porch. Thanks for sitting with me.